Passionate DJ Podcast, where it's all about becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And now, your host, David Michael. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Passion DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and I'm with my favorite people in the world, Trip and Tony. How you guys doing? Yo! You guys feeling good? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm feeling good, too. I'm feeling gloriously worn out. I'm feeling refreshed. Yes. I wish I shared that same experience. <laughs> I've just <laughs> oh so recently been released from the relentless clutches of Detroit Techno. And had had myself a good old time. We wish you could have been there, man. Yeah, man, yeah. we missed you. Uh, well, as you guys well know, it was all in the cards. But you know, when when mom says she's coming to town, I gotta I gotta you know take care of take care of mom. Well, so. and I have to congratulate you too. Am I allowed to say this about uh, getting a new place? Oh, Are you yeah. about to close or have closed? Yeah, if all goes well, we'll be closing this week. Be closing this week on a new house. So congrats. Nice. congrats. This is where the applause sound goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. So, interesting side note, um, as it turns out, one of our listeners is actually going to be my neighbor. Yeah. So shout, out. Sh- shout out to Mo Dingo. Yeah. Oh, wow. he's, he's even like we've mentioned him on the show before because yeah. he's left comments and stuff. And yeah. We've uh, I've talked to him at Therapy Cafe once or twice. And yeah. Nice so, guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, so I'm really looking so you're gonna forward to literally be next door. I think, literally be next door. I'm That's so I'm, crazy. I'm really looking forward to the, the fence line conversations. And <laughs> those have already started. And I, and I actually told him, I said, uh, you know, that he should, you know, drop by and hang out and and uh sit in on an episode yeah, or something maybe he can shout one out on the yeah, podcast absolutely yeah. absolutely so yeah so a lot cool. you know a lot going on so i had to i had to put detroit on hold for this year but uh i'll be if all the cards are right i'll be joining you guys next year because i love detroit i think i've even mentioned before it's the only festival i will go to in the states yeah yeah yeah, so it was, it was kind of a whole weird, weird thing. At first, Tony thought he wasn't going, then and you were in, and, <laughs> and then you couldn't in. go, and then Tony was in, and so it, and while we were there, we were supposed to Tony and I were supposed to record an episode with uh, Ty of Disco Aliens, ah. um, and we just in the total spirit of Detroit and Detroit, the festival, yeah. we just didn't, we just right. did what you know. I it, mean, it, it is. It's. I mean, I don't care any year I've ever gone. It is. It's hard to carve out an hour for anything. I mean, it really there's, is. There's been times where like I am absolutely exhausted, but I look at the time slots and I'm like, I I, I don't care if I can't dance. I'm just gonna go stand and watch. You know, <laughs> this this person. You know, that DJ that I want to see, and because a lot of them aren't people that we get to see on a regular basis. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's when it's only a couple hours drive for us. I mean, that that makes the most sense in the world. So this was going to be your return to the festival since yeah. when? It's been a couple uh, years, hasn't it? 2010. It's been yeah. it's been a while. Uh, back in 2010, um, I had a, uh, a a you know a series of unfortunate events and. You know, I lost my job and just had, you know, so the finances has got tight. And then every year since then, like there's just been something, you know, that comes mm. up around that time that just I can't go. So like, yeah, 2010 was my last year and uh, this was going to be my return. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm fully confident I'll be back next year. Awesome. So, yeah. Looking forward to it. And hopefully yeah. we'll actually get something recorded, but I'm not making any promises. <laughs> I shouldn't have last time. That round table will get you. Yeah. I mean, it just be, it becomes this thing where we all kind of room together in this large suite with like nine or ten people. Right. So the first 
uh, hurdle is finding a quiet time and place to record. Right. Where we're all in the mindset of let's record something and be creative, not let's party, which, you know, when you're at a festival, it's hard to switch that. Well, and especially when you're going with, you know, a group of people that large, not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that you guys don't all stay together the entire time. Like different people want to come in at different different times. Which is what I love about it. It's, it's, you kind of show up and everybody, does their own thing. Does their own thing, but we all together. meet up back together. Yep. Like yep. every time I go back to that festival, this will be. This was my. I was thinking about this on the way here. I didn't realize it. This was my tenth year consecutive. Wow. Nice. So nice. I've been going, yeah, for a while now. And every time it's like you know everybody always says it's my mecca. It's my yeah. you know what it really is like that because every time I go back, I see a lot of people from home. I see a lot of people like my friends in Milwaukee, my friends yep. in Chicago yep. that like that's the only time I see them is that weekend. Yeah. And some of them started as internet friends and became real friends because I met them at the festival. So it really right. it's like a homecoming every Absolutely. time. Yeah. And people float in and out and then you run into people that you know all day long, you know, the more years that you go and it's just a really cool atmosphere, I think. I don't know that a lot of festivals are like that. Yeah. And and I maybe mean, they are, but I, I, I mean, I would assume some are, and you know, for different circles, different pockets. But for for us, especially because you know, at least for the three of us, we're all into you know some level of techno, and that's mm-hmm. really the core of the Detroit Movement Festival. You know, yeah. Um, but you know, of, of course, they're not without you know other genres, but that's just where the focus really lies, and you know, and they're not even you know. Uh, immune from you know the the mainstream hype, dare I say, crappy headliners at times. <laughs> Do I need to say anything about Snoopadelic? Or? <laughs> uh, Snoopadelic was was rough <laughs> right. last year. Um, but and I, I a wasn't lot of there. love for Snoop, but not so much for Snoopadelic. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, and and to be fair, I mean, Snoop is just cashing in on True. the same you know thing that every celebrity DJ is right now, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as quality of music, as far as what our taste is, I mean, it, it really is. Mecca is a really good term for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and being where we are here in Dayton, Ohio, we're approximately three hours drive from Detroit. Right. And so Detroit has a lot of influence here on mm-hmm. our scene. You know, we have a lot of crossover with them, kind of distant crossover yep. uh, musically and even just people wise people who have shuffled back and forth worked with each other right. you know especially i think of uh tony's uh business partner billy um, and how involved he is with night sneak, night sneak up there yeah. um so there's a lot of that just straight no nonsense no bs detroit techno flavor that flows our way mm-hmm. and so it, it that just adds to it it's it's like going back home you know it's 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 really cool like I've, I've got a lot of love for detroit and it, it reminds me a lot of our town like I, I feel like our i feel like dayton's kind of a, a miniature version of that We're definitely we've, detroit influenced yeah, yeah we've had yeah. a lot of the same struggles as detroit you know on a small you know scaled back obviously mm-hmm. right um similar problems with being very very invested in one industry and that industry pulling out of the town we've been through all that so there's just this whole thing works together for me i don't know if that's the same for everybody to just like when i go to detroit i just feel like 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 i 
I feel you, Detroit. Like I know, I know. <laughs> right, I understand right. this the place. Struggle is real. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I understand this place. Yeah, there's yeah. there's definitely a kinship with and, with Detroit. Yeah. And simultaneously, you know, the there's a lot. I mean, Detroit is a hustle city. Absolutely. And I see a lot of that influence here as well uh, in the music scene and in the art scene. And, and you know, I I just see a lot of the same grassroots we're going to hustle our way back kind of attitude. And I just think that's really cool about Detroit. Yeah. So 2010, I'm trying to remember the lineup. Do you, any highlights from that yeah. show? DJ hype. Okay. Uh, was over on at the time it was the Red Bull stage, <clears throat> so the pyramid stage. Yeah. And then, uh, and then vitamin water, uh, stage, I think it was, was Maine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Richie, of course, was, was that his was, Plastic Man? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Was that 2010? 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Six years ago. Oh yeah, it was good stuff. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, what stood out for me was that that year it was a lot of dubstep early in the day, like because that was what was hot, you know. So you that was mostly over on the Red Bull stage, over wasn't on it? On the Red Bull stage, mm-hmm. yeah. So like <clears throat> a lot of the bass heavy music. Was yeah. Cool. So there was a lot of that going on over there. <clears throat> While Beatport, you know, really stuck, you know, with the traditional house, tech house, mm-hmm. techno, and all that stuff, but. Um, yeah, uh, A Track actually played on the Red Bull stage that year, and man, I love me some A Track. I mean, just, <laughs> man, that dude just—he's good. Does dude. it? He's good. He just does it. I'm questioning myself now. I think this was my eighth year. 2009, I think, was the first year I went. Okay. But yeah, so I'm trying to th- I'm trying to remember because we didn't know each other that well back then. Yeah, no, I think we knew I, of I, each other. Yeah, I think we yeah. shook hands at the yeah. water fountain or something. I was like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. This is my 11th. Man, 11th. So do you, are you one of those people that's like, I remember when it was free? No, <laughs> no I wasn't going. I, I, I was, um, I wasn't living here when it was free. Oh, okay. So shoot, would that have been, what was it? Fuse in or something like that back then? There was like two years where it was named something else. It was, it was, it was Demph and then Fuse in. It was something. I thought there was something in between that. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, it's I remember changed. Fuse in because I still have the actual T-shirt. No, I know this year was the t- what ten-year anniversary of, of movement. Movement, movement. Mm-hmm. right, right, right. So they made some really good changes this year. I'm kind of uh, like sad that you missed it, man, because yeah. it was. I mean, they they made the underground stage sound better, which is really nice. Um, for those who don't know, the under there's a uh, four or five stages there and one of them is actually it's underground they call it it's it's kind of indoor it's like under an overpass kind of <laughs> <laughs> right. it's, it's hard to describe it's, but underground. it's, it's underground yeah <laughs> um and it's the only one like that the rest of them are kind of open air um, but it's always really stuffy down there and it always just sounds a mess yeah um it was still stuffy <laughs> but they did <laughs> sort out the sound a little bit they they faced it the other direction so it was firing towards the main stage so it was sideways okay, okay. Um, and they put some some kind of treatment in there and stuff so it was it sounded a little better the technology room this year was pretty cool they expanded that it was really big um, shout out to Ben from American Music and Sound and the guy from Rain that I talked to man I can't remember his name we're gonna talk to um, Rain, Reloop, Alan and Heath and uh, a couple other companies about 
uh, doing some gear reviews and stuff. Coming you know, in the future. Be really cool. Before yeah. um, Paxahow took over the whole festival, the underground stage was their stage, and that's the way it originally faced. Really, mm-hmm. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Cool. It was. It was. Um, I, I would have been my first year. Yeah, because the next year is when they took over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so this year, <clears throat> what's your highlight? Oh, let's see. I have. I've got. I mean, I, I have two. two stuck in my mind. Me too. <laughs> and and I mean, you and I were in pretty much the same place the whole festival. Um, Dubfire and John Digweed. Mm. Um, Digweed blew my mind. He, I gotta say, you know. He, the first year that Digweed was at Movement, um, it was the year of, of all the rain. Mm-hmm. You know, we sat it was through, miserable. we sat through Green Velvet. I don't want to say we sat through, we danced through Green Velvet. We danced through Maceoplex, which blew my mind. I think that was like my best set of mm-hmm. that whole movement. Um, but it was raining the whole time. And, you know, as much as I love John Digweed, I, 45 minutes into a set I had to go back to the hotel Me too. I, I was, it was it was the was end of the festival the so freezing. yeah and Ugh. you didn't stay with us that year no so now you you kind of know why we went back because we had the round table and it's you know it's always a good time there so yeah we uh we, <clears throat> we call it the round table in our suite there's a literal round table really big you can fit eight or ten people around easy and we all just kind of meet back there. It's like home base and share just our, chat and yeah, BS. Share and our night, talk, laugh, what we've seen, catch what back we heard. Up. You know, it's it's great. It's one of my favorite things now. This is the second year that I roomed with you guys when we did that. Yeah. And it's that's like my favorite part of the whole festival. Um, and then the second year they had Digweed, he was on the main stage. And the system, I mean, it's a great system, but it, it wasn't... It wasn't quite there. Something was wrong for Digweed sound. Yeah. Um, you know, it was. It was all bass and it not was in a good way. Bass heavy, and you know, he has the melodic breakdowns, and it, there just wasn't a lot of clarity to his breakdowns mm. the second year. <clears throat> this year, wow, wow! I mean, it amazing. was it, it was amazing. It was it was crystal clear. You know, Digweed, his him and you know his mixing style is so seamless. You know, I mean, it's not a guy that you sit and watch either because he's very, he, he barely looks up. He'll mm-hmm. look up to, to, you know, check his crowd out and see how they're moving. Right. And then he's back he's down. like a little into, half a fist pump, like <laughs> once every 30 minutes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, but just hearing him and that good quality sound, the clarity, his seamless mixing, his his choice of songs it was incredible i mean it was it was everything that i would hope to hear from digweed because it it didn't sound dated but it sounded like digweed yes you know what i mean and it's i think people like sasha digweed and like who have been around in that scene and have have they were big in a sound that is not popular now you know i mean back in the day right for him to still sound like himself and relevant at the same time was just, it was great. Yeah, and yeah. everything was, was 
dark and housey and but still proggy and had it that had tribal its, element it oh, had yeah. it had all that great bedrock stuff right and i just man i just ate it up that was it went awesome. over very very well too it did it yeah it really did well. that's one of the things that it was during the daytime 6 30 yeah that's one of the things that I think I really loved about Bedrock is that, so at the time, uh, my partner Jason was running um, a record, he owned a record store down in Cincinnati, and uh, myself and a couple of other guys, you know, helped work the record shop, and uh, whenever we got orders in from Bedrock, like, that was, like, huge, because mm -hmm. we knew when that stuff came in, as we listened to track after track after track after track, yeah, Prague is what we called it. I don't know what people would relate it to today. Yeah. But, you know, it was it was darker and more percussive than your traditional progressive house. Yeah. But it wasn't like techno either and it wasn't tech house. But whatever whatever you could relate it to today, it was just I don't know. We identified it back then like this is ahead of its time. Like, mm -hmm. or at least it felt it was like, I feel we, like if I, if I busted out an entire set of bedrock stuff from like 2001, like, I think it would still go over just as well today I, with I the do. right crowd, you know, I do as it did, as it did back then. Shout, shout to, to our buddy, Tommy. Um, he and I used to play stuff like that all the time and it wasn't really there, but now it kind of is. I mm -hmm. think that's like the interesting thing. And I think that's why Digweed went over so well, uh, this past weekend, is because techno is in a place now where digweed stuff really makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it's kind of got that dark element to it, but you're allowed to have a little bit of melody in it now. Right. You know what I mean? And not too much, but like you hear, you like people like Nicole Madaber, if you listen to her right. show, like she'll bring in some of those kind of trancey elements without really going there. Going there, mm -hmm. right. I think that's, that's one it's, of the It's a cool place for techno right now. Right, yeah, because like... You know, I I can remember not liking techno at all, you know, and, and that was a weird thing when I got into raves because like, or the rave scene, you know, in general, like, because techno was like the genesis of all of it. Like, hmm. I mean, that, you know, that's, that's kind of what all of this centered about, you know, <laughs> you know, but I think where my problem was is that I didn't really gravitate to the acidic, you know, resonant. Mm. sound of like your acid house or acid gotcha. techno and stuff like that and so many people back then you know they loved the squelchy 303 and all of that kind of stuff so it was just kind of like i was like eh, that's that's okay give me chicago house mm. you know that was my big thing when i first got in yeah i'll, I'll dance to chicago house all all day long so as techno has has grown and and shape you know shaped and morphed and evolved like I found pockets of it that I really started to gravitate toward. And believe it or not, of all the techno that really grabbed my attention, it was minimal. Mm -hmm. Like there was that, that whole minimal movement where it was like minimal techno everywhere you went. And everybody mm -hmm. was like, minimal techno is the next big thing. And okay. Yeah, I guess it, it was, but they're like, it, it was a, a more heady, thing mm -hmm. yeah you had to like it wasn't something that you went out and you danced your ass off to it was something that you had to get an intellectual grip grip on you know yeah so that yeah. and and that that's where i really started to explore my love for techno like i played tech house 
you know, for forever, yeah. you know, but that was because it was a, a marriage of the techno and the house that, yeah, that really it's more structured me to, in that housey way. Right. Right. But yeah, that whole minimal thing, that's that when, it, when I got a hold of that, then I was all like, Oh, you know, mm-hmm. similarly, like how I discovered drum and bass when somebody mixed it with hip hop. And then I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for me, you know, that whole, that whole minimal techno thing that really brought me around to it. I still don't like, I'm still not a big guy on, you know, squelchy, you know, three Oh threes and, you know, or, or even real resonant T, you know, type of sounds, but don't tell uh, Matt Freeman that when you bring him on the podcast, (laughs) 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 our buddy, Matt's going to be on the show here soon. He's wanting to be on here. We'll probably talk a little bit about acid techno and maybe we can discuss why he likes it versus why you don't. That might be interesting. Well, I think that, and and really I'm not saying that I absolutely hate that gravitate towards it. Yeah. But, uh, um, because I, I, I do like some of it, you know, some of it when it's done right, but you know, just with anything else, you know, if you just, you know, dig in and exploit it for, you know, the yeah. sake of exploiting it and, and just, you know, doing it for the sake of doing it and doing it wrong and loud and that's all there <laughs> is to it. Like, you know, give me some structure. Give me yeah, give I me some you. other things to wrap my head around or or to, you know, gravitate toward. And if that's an element of the song, then I'm I'm cool with it. But yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, just you know, just the full on <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> So I'll tell you, the other big highlight for me, mm-hmm. I have to go to Kraftwerk. Mm-hmm. I mean, that... I have to say, before you say anything else, as soon as I saw people posting videos of that, and with everybody with, you know, 3D glasses, what was that about? Yeah, it like, was it was literally booked as Kraftwerk 3D. Wow. And, I, I was so jealous as I was just even watching the videos that you guys were all posting, yeah. but then... The 3D experience. Yeah, you can kind of see, you can get an idea of what their show is just by scouring YouTube. You can kind of see right. what the, the visuals are very simple. Mm-hmm. They're very but effective, weird and clinical and robotic and just like you would expect sure. from Craft. They're perfect. Um, but they're just in 3D, you know, so they give away. Trip's <laughs> <laughs> holding up, uh, what is that? Let's see. Computer Love? Uh, electric Cafe. Oh, Electric Cafe. <laughs> yep. Yep, nice on wax. <laughs> Yeah, that that was a huge moment for me to see them because they they basically, I, I mean, it it was a very interesting booking because they are so Detroit and so not Detroit at the same time. Okay. Craftwork, you know what I mean? Because their their music influenced a lot of Detroit's music. Sure, you know, and they obviously have a place in the festival, but it also wasn't your typical techno DJ set. You know, they played like Autobahn and and some of these kind of more just listening tunes. And so it wasn't packed like you might expect for craft work, okay. uh, especially by the end. Um, but those of us that were there did not care at all. Like we were just like, this is great. This is so amazing. Like you could tell, I could tell that I was standing around a lot of other people who grew up listening to this. Right, right. You know, and so we, it was like listening through a Kraftwerk album, like Greatest Hits album or something. Yeah, they played all great. the stuff you expect. It was all synced to the vocal or to the uh, visuals. Yep. And they all, they did this really cool thing that really helped uh, grab Detroit back where they, they kind of showed this like Google Maps thing on the visuals and it showed like the little red pin on Detroit. And it, so, so it shows you like in the atmosphere and it zooms into the earth and it, into North America and into Michigan into Detroit and then they showed like pictures of 
iconic Detroity things like uh, um, okay. uh, Motown right. uh, recording studio and the factories stuff. and stuff. And so all of a sudden, you, all these people who are like, yeah, because we were talking about the other thing about Detroit. It's a hustle city, and they've got love for Detroit That's like right. no other place. Yeah, I mean, like you can say, like, yeah, I'm from LA, I'm from New York, and you've got you've got that kind of sense of belonging there. But I've never seen it like Detroit. Right. For as downtrodden as that place has been economically, and all the problems, the struggles it's had. Right. You know, they've really like we love Detroit. The first thing you notice when you walk in to the festival, you know, you walk right into the vendor tents, mm-hmm. and you look to your left and you see t-shirts and stickers and everything that says Detroit hustles harder. And then you look over here and you see Detroit techno militia and you look right. over here and you see like uh, defend Detroit and you look, you know, it's all about the city mm-hmm. as much as it is about techno that right. festival is. Right. And it's just kind of, it just gets you into this like, I'm a, sol- I'm a techno soldier. You know, <laughs> like you just, it just pumps you up, you know, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Dayton's kind of a gritty town. I mean, let's be honest about it. I mean, you'll find just as many people with brass knuckles around yeah. here <laughs> as anything else, but You know, at the same time, but we've all got that love for our city. Yeah. And when you go to Detroit. We're stuck here. This is the situation. Let's do this. Like, it's just a straight up, here's where we are, so let's do it. I mean, wrap it up into one analogy. I mean, you know. Detroit and Dayton are kindred spirits. At least from our perspective. Right. I don't know if they look, Yeah, I don't know if don't Detroit know if feels that way the same not, way. But. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, exactly. That's a good Detroit point said who? They feel, yeah. <laughs> right. it, it feels relatable right. to right. us here. Right, yeah. right, Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, craft work, though. Whew. I mean, it yeah, was just... Yeah, it was a great show. It wasn't one of those, like, you go out and you dance and you rave out. It was like, you watch the show, you danced at a couple parts. It was more concert-like, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was very, very nostalgic for all of us yeah. that probably stayed in that bowl throughout the whole the whole show right. their their whole set um you could you could definitely tell that you know midway through it kind of started clearing out because those were probably people that were there for the the visual experience of it you know but not for the nostalgic part of it that really yeah. knew what you know what what craft work was about where it came from all that stuff right but it was still like it was amazing yeah it's the first time for me that it's something there at the festival has brought me back as far back as childhood. Yep. You know, because that I grew up, you know, thanks to my father, um, grew up listening to that, to craft work. And so it was, you know, I can, there are nostalgia moments that I experience at the festival, but that was the first one that went back that far, you know? (laughs) So it was, it was pretty cool. Totally different festival, but, um, uh, I, I listening to you, it kind of reminds me of uh, when I the the first and only time I ever saw Depeche Mode, mm. you know, and that was at Lollapalooza circa oh eight oh nine somewhere around there. But I remember exa- pretty much exactly what you guys just described. Like one, the visual experience, you know, as everything is at Lollapalooza on the main stages anyway. But they were on like the first night and there was like nobody there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there were people there, but not nearly as packed as it was for like tool and, and mm-hmm. some of the other headlines. More acts. current. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, it was, it was crazy because like they're playing all the jams that I remembered <laughs> and they're all to like these crazy visuals. And it, so yeah, it was nice. a very, it was a very connectable experience, not Detroit, but you know, still, still what, what you guys, what you guys are, are describing. Like I, I feel like I would have felt the exact same way about craft work. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a yeah, that's iconic. They're iconic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Well, Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first year at Movement or at Demf? Uh, we all still call it Demf. Yeah, we do. We still call it <laughs> Demf. It's been even incorrect for not. years. And yeah. and yeah, and to that end, um, isn't there wasn't wasn't there a, a couple of years where there was like two like there was actual Paxahow was doing there was supposed Movement to be. and somebody uh, yeah, was trying yeah, to do like Demf. Like within like as recent as two years ago. Yeah, that's what um, I thought. I think it never really took off. Came to fruition though. But the the person who held the rights to the actual Detroit Electronic Music Festival was going to throw some multi day event. It was going to be like over Labor Day or something. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember. Right, but right. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of weird because it was like it was really huge and it was going to be this big thing. And then it was like, nah, never mind. Yeah. I was going to say, I never heard anything else about it after hearing about it. And I yeah. was like, why would you do that? Like, I mean, I, I get why you would do it, but I mean, it, well, it I sounded mean, like it was going to be really expensive because they were talking about doing workshops and all kinds of mm, yeah. things on the side. Sure. And it, it was like the tickets were going to be outrageous. And so that was probably part of it. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, movement isn't exactly cheap either. <laughs> I think it, for me, that would be like my most like that. That would be my biggest complaint about movement. Like for all of the improvements that have happened throughout the years and, and for the, the quality of music that they bring in and for, you know, everything that it has become, which is still one of the best, you know, electronic music festival experiences as far as i'm concerned but i mean that's expensive (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we even talked about that this year um with the vip packages they really didn't um they didn't really give back yeah they didn't give us much incentive they gave you a pair of you know sunglasses these were from last year but you know a pair of sunglasses like this it said detroit on the side and 50 percent off of a of a movement t-shirt or merchandise and you get a discount at their at the vip area bar previous years they would give you drink tickets we're basically paying for the slightly easier line right yeah which is nice for sure but yeah you're right they that is one thing they should really incentivize a vip if they want me to keep buying it right right but but I mean, and I mean, you do get access to a little nicer bathroom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not so crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot more convenient getting into the festival, things of that nature. But yeah. I mean, it's but it's also real expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it might. I mean, you just brought up a killer point. I mean, nicer bathrooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have to weigh that against. You know, we stay at the Renaissance Center, which, if you've ever seen a picture of the skyline in Detroit, is the biggest building. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's that GM building with the. Uh, it's like one big kind of spherical tower, and then two smaller ones on the side. Yeah. Um, that happens to be a, a Renaissance Marriott hotel, and so we stay there, and so it's like. If you feel like you got a number two coming on, you just kind of <laughs> make your way. Right. Yeah, it's a bit of a walk, but it's not too. If you can wait to the top of the elevator and stuff, you're good to go. So it's like I weigh that against the cost of VIP. Yeah. Okay, it might get me out of an emergency. <laughs> right. It's all about the bathroom schedule. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Because I'm not using those nasty porta potties. I'm telling you, the last time I did was the last time I went, and I. Oh, but that was because I did. I wasn't staying in the GM that year. 
and I couldn't find Tony. <laughs> like, where, where's Tony? I need his hotel key. <laughs> and I, I, I think I was staying at the Hilton on what is that? Gratio. Gratio I think. Yeah, and I was, and that was too far to walk. And there's a liquor store that between. Uh, Heart Plaza and that hotel and for whatever reason that year every time I walked by it I could not go in and buy them out of all their like little travel bottles of uh, Grey Goose <laughs> like you know <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I was sneaking those in and <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't say this. No, I was, I was, I was sneaking those, those like little travel bottles of gray goose in and mixing them with like the frozen lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I had such bad heartburns. <laughs> uh, um, it's for overall festival though. My, my soul is cleansed. Yeah, sure. it's it's really like I end up waiting all year for it, and yeah. it's it's funny because I'm kind of I'm at that point now where you know you've mentioned before it's the only festival around that you really go to. Yeah. That's the only festival I have pretty we, much have gone to. We I just, just drove three hours and we saw Kraftwerk and we saw John Digweed and we saw Joseph Capriati and Heidi and Dubfire and Nina Kravitz and how was Nina Kravitz did you guys I catch didn't her? catch her she um, was a little sloppy but played some really We went cool back music. to the hotel and we actually on uh she played we underground be at TV uh, we HDMI'd into the TV yeah. and sat there and watched the live stream from the hotel, like Very the last cool. part of the festival, and sat around our round table like we talked yeah, about. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed um, it seemed like she was having a little difficulty, but you know, I love Nina. Though. I, I I mean, uh, besides the the visual aspect of her, you know what I mean. I mean, she's I mean to me, uh, you know, she's eye candy, <laughs> whatever. But, um, but I mean. Every time I, I see her anywhere on the internet, and I mean, she just has so much fun. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that that kind of like, even if she you know is a little sloppy or has some technical difficulties, you that that it kind of it, actually, it happens. It does. It but happens. She good. plays records and, yeah. and right. still you know, and, like a, and she's good. Don't but, don't yeah. But that's infectious. Like yeah. I mean, I will be sitting here in my own studio in a chair, you know, and watching her online and I can't help but, you yeah. know, bouncing around in my chair because I'm watching, watching her and her. she just has so much yeah. fun and it's just I watched you know, a clip yeah. of her, this was a couple of weeks ago, but I watched a clip of her, I don't know where it was, but she was in front of a huge crowd. Yeah. And she she was like dressed like kind of like I don't know, sporty spice or something. Right. She had like a little backwards hat <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, tank yeah. top, you know, and just right. you know, uh sneakers. And she was playing like hard techno. Nice. And and she was banging it out, but it was like also structured more like minimal, you know, it was just like, it just kept going and going mm-hmm. and going and going. And then she'd slam something else. It was just one of those big energy kind of sets. And she danced like she was in the crowd the whole time. She's she's very right. active when she mixes, right. you know, right. and she was, she was doing like little running man and <laughs> shuffling and doing all this stuff and, and dancing the whole time. I and I must have watched got a writer that says that you need to reinforce whatever <laughs> right. stage uh-huh. I'm going to be on. Cause I'm going to be dancing my ass. Off. I don't watch a lot of clips of DJs yeah. uh, like on YouTube. I watched that for like eight minutes yeah. just straight. Just like what, man, she is having so much, much fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's cool. infectious. I just, I, I love that about her. Um, yeah. So yeah. what is like, what do you guys like? What is it that draws you to movement specifically? Because I, I have a couple answers to that. Like, why do I go there instead of EDC or... It's, it's based more towards my music liking. 
towards yeah. my taste. Yeah. Um, the, the vibe itself, the crowd that goes there, the city, there's a lot that goes into, to Detroit, but those, I mean, those three things right there alone. I think that like, I've always appreciated the vibe there. I'm yeah. glad you said that because I've been going for eight or nine years or however long it's been. And I think I've seen a fight in that time maybe yeah, yeah I've never seen even, anything like that like the, yeah the, and it's like when you get that many drunk comma etc people in <laughs> one one hot sunny place full of loud dark music right. it's amazing to me how much everybody gets along oh even, yeah i mean it's like you're just hugging strangers all weekend long that's just the way it even is there, leaving the know? festival going out the front door and all those people hurtling through those yeah, through those funnel. bike rack you yeah. know and everybody's just clowning, having a good time, laughing. You know, it's, it's you're not afraid to talk to anybody. Yeah, everybody's so different, but right. just as friendly. You know, yeah. it's just it's always a good time in Detroit. Right. The you only neg- I, mean? I was going to say the only negative experience I ever had was I was I was leaving after I was seeing a uh, a particular DJ and the DJ that was coming on after them I wasn't really into. So you know, okay, I'll, I'll head back to the hotel. And on my way back to the hotel. I uh, I became sidetracked, you know, and I just kind of like wandered down a couple of wrong streets and, you know, and I was passing by a, uh, you know, a nightclub, you know, and it had nothing to do with electronic music. Mm-hmm. So like that was the whole thing was that I was in a part of town that I really had no business in <laughs> and was passing by a club that had nothing to do with what we were into. But there was a group of guys on the corner and they were screaming and yelling at, you know, a group of girls and, you know, mm-hmm. talking about some really rude and and, you know, pretty you know, misogynistic, you know, and yeah. I just, I was not in the frame of mind to hear any of that, you know, but of course I'm one lone guy walking the streets <laughs> and I'm like, you know, nobody's physically being attacked. The girls were, you know, they're Detroit. So they were turning around talking shit back. <laughs> I was like, All right. They can hold their own. I'm, I, you know, I need to get back to the hotel, you know, so that, but like outside of that, I can't say I've ever had uh, a negative experience there. And I haven't been as many times as you guys have. I mean, especially you guys are talking consecutive years. For me, it's always been, you know, a sporadic. Yeah, like maybe four or five years that I, that I went. So, like, yeah, like, you know, just yeah. not not having as, as much in, in terms of volume. Uh, I think the thing I appreciate about that, that festival in particular is that, and this kind of came up the other day, but they're, they're really good at booking a name or two that's going to bring in some of the low-hanging fruit or yeah. whatever you want to call yeah. it, like some kind of more borderline mainstream acts and stuff. But right. they they never put the focus of the festival around that like around most it. do. Right. Like it's about Detroit techno, and you can go there, and they always have somebody, like someone from the Bellevue, Belleville 3 or like uh, Saunderson Brothers, I think, played this past year. Like there's always some real... Yep. pioneers yep. playing there yep. and then there's always currently relevant underground acts there currently re- i mean following across the sound. whole spectrum yeah. following yeah. that sound yeah. yeah and then like this year they had what was it opportunity detroit i didn't mm-hmm. know much about that stage but i think it was something you could sign up for i don't know if it was locals and or only oh, or if okay. it was open to everyone and what if there was any kind of vetting process i have no idea but there were just a bunch of 
uh, quote unquote, no names right. people. Right. And uh, I spent some time over there with some of my buddies, like checking out these people I'd never heard of. Like there were some live acts, there was some uh, drum and bass. There was it was just a different place to hear something. It was kind of neat. That's really cool. And, and it I, had that hustle feel to yeah. it. Yeah, and know? that's one thing that I really. Uh, appreciate about the festivals that that do that um isn't it uh edc don't they do that too where they have like oh do they like a local showcase or something like that yeah uh i forget yes i forget what they call it but it's i mean there's a named stage and it's for you know people who send in their demos and and uh, and all of that and Mm -hmm. they kind of you know hand pick them you know from from all of that so i i really respect that about you know uh, outfits that that you know book all of these like huge you know headliners and stuff, but there's still a spot for us little yeah. guys, you know. And like just like any big show, I mean, you have people that whine or complain about one aspect or another. You know, sure. last year the lines were terrible mm-hmm. for one thing. I mean, that was a mess. We Entry st- lines. Yeah, we stood in line for like three what, three and a half hours oh my last gosh. year. Yeah. yeah, this year yeah. we didn't have any problems like that. They they made a lot of great changes this year. Good, but. I'm sitting there going like I've been going for years and years and like you know we brought I mentioned earlier like a lot of people say I remember when it was free you know <laughs> yeah but it was also like they couldn't pay for things they needed that's why it costs what it does now like right. it, it makes right. sense the changes the positive changes they've made to that festival like I'm telling you we went in there and every stage sounded great oh, this yeah, year yeah. it really did i yeah. mean not just loud not just bassy they all sounded really good clear right clear yeah that's that's crisp. a that's a huge thing i mean i mean we like we, i appreciate stuff like that you know right it's, yeah they didn't really have to do that yeah well i mean we <laughs> fight get that. away with it we fight that with events all the time you know where people are always like you know uh 50, watts of power and forty-eight thousand watts of it is bass yeah <laughs> all specs <laughs> And, and, you know, so, yeah. It, it sounded tuned in. It sounded like they, I mean, maybe they just put a, a little, a couple extra racks in or something this mm-hmm. year, but it sounded really tuned in. That's like, awesome. That's awesome. Good. And they've kind of, they started actually pointing stages in different directions to reduce the amount of clash, clash between yeah. them. Yeah. And, yeah, That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I was going to say, because I think in 2010, the last year I went, that was the one complaint that I really had was that I'm trying to listen to Richie or Plastic Man, you know, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, and I hear hype from over at the Red Bull, the Red stage, Bull stage. And it's, I mean, it was, it wasn't like the further down you got, then the less pronounced it was, but you could still hear it. And I, I mean, <laughs> you know, and all, all, all respect to DJ hype, but like, <laughs> you know, I, I was, I was trying to listen to Plastic Man. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Which was funny because after Plastic Man was done, then I went over to go check out the rest of Hype because he was still going. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. All right, cool. We've got a lot of love for you guys out there in the 313. For sure, for sure. Cool. All right, well, until next year, we'll be back. Hopefully the three of us will be back (laughs) and we'll actually record something there. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Cool. All right, guys. Take care. See you next time. Easy. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Passionate DJ Podcast at www.passionatedj.com. Check out the fan page at facebook.com slash passionatedj or on Twitter at DJ with Passion. And always remember to keep on spinning. I need you. I want you.
What? She's crawling. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> you want to break? <laughs> Just real quick. Yeah, go check it out. Dude. <laughs> That's definitely going in the outtakes. I know, right? Trip's daughter's crawling. <laughs> Witnessed a special moment. Yeah, and it's recorded, it's on file for yeah. life. <laughs>